You're listening to A Little Happy Podcast, weekly conversations about marriage, kids, work, friendships, and the pursuit of living an authentic life. A Little Happy Podcast, where small moments make a big life. Hello. How are you? Happy Friday. Oh my gosh. Seriously, happy Friday. I know. We did it. Whoop, whoop. Yes, it's been a week. I don't know if it's because we had a long weekend last weekend or what. I, I don't know either. I feel the exact same way. Like I feel like it kind of crawled by. But here's the great news. We are over We are over the hump and we're headed to the weekend. Here we are. I know. Here we are. I know. You probably have a million kid things to do. Actually, this weekend is full of a lot of nothing, which after – I mean, I know we talked last week just about like the craziness of the holidays and everything. It's really nice to not have anything on our agenda. Not great. How long ago do the holidays seem? Like a million oh, years ago. Like a million ago. years ago. It was I only know. a few weeks ago. It's crazy. How much we do? It's How much insane. we cram in? And then why aren't we okay with just chilling and doing nothing when you look <laughs> back on how fast we like how fast and furious the holidays are. So I, I say go for it. Do like whatever, whatever it is that you do to downshift, this is the time of year to do it, right? Downshift for sure. I know. Yeah. I have to tell you too, I was thinking about last week and after the first episode that we recorded last week, first Uh of all, how fun, like that was so fun. We hope everybody had as much fun as we did. I know. Hey, we're working out the kinks. So thanks for Thanks for checking in. Thanks for being a part of the audience. Natty, thanks for co-hosting. We're working out the do's and the don'ts. So uh, thanks for being along with us on this journey. Yeah, it's been super awesome. And we hope that you enjoy the ride with us. But you know what I found myself thinking last week? What? You know, we talked about like the imposter syndrome and we talked about doubt and all of that. And you texted me afterwards and said, okay, I'm going to publish this, right? On like all listening platforms. And I was so, like, doubtful of myself. How ridiculous. Were you scared, though? I was. Like, we were going back and forth, and you kept saying, like, let's just do it. I think this is great. And I had told you I really am looking forward to sharing some of this this stuff. And I found myself freaking out, like, scared of, I don't know, all the silly stuff of, like, airing stuff out loud or judgment or I don't know. It sounds insane now that I'm saying it out loud, but I was really scared. Life is short, Natty. You never know how much time we have. And, you know, I think I'm so proud of you for, I did not know you were that scared. So let me just say, (laughs) I did not know that. So if I was not empathetic about that, and I was matter of fact, I would like to publicly apologize for that. Um, But you know, I'm in this weird phase of life where my kids are a little bit older. It's less, I'm more scared of not doing what I, what I want to pursue, right. Then, mm-hmm. then to try it and looking like an idiot um, and just not doing it at all. So, you know, like that. you said, the perspective, I, I'm actually the caretaker for my 82 year old mom who had a catastrophic, massive stroke last uh, summer. Mm. And I have the perspective, I still have one kiddo at home in high school, I have one in college, and I have one that's launched, and she lives on her living her best life in Atlanta. But all of that being said, 
having the privilege of caring for my mom in the lot in this chapter of her life, which is, let's face it, you know, she's 82 and we're managing all the things after a massive stroke. I, I see how quickly it all goes and, you know, time, it, this might be the episode we talk about that because my mom and I have had some really beautiful conversations about not being scared. Mm. I've actually asked my mom, are you scared? And what'd she, she say? I, I am not scared. I really? am not scared. No. And, and today's episode is about if you are scared, be scared, but do it anyway. <laughs> right. What great advice. Right. I mean, I just shared with you that like being scared, doing it like, but have you ever had experience with that? It, like, I'm sure your mom has had experience um, with that. Like what's her secret sauce to not being scared anymore? Like, do you have experience being uh, scared and called, doing it anyway? Yeah. It was called my twenties and thirties. Oh, okay. So I'm still <laughs> in it. That's great. <laughs> no, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I, people don't talk about it. I think no. it's important to talk about it and have a group of people. I think it's it's really great having people older than you um, that are friends or mentors or colleagues or people to, to that are willing to be transparent because they've they're already through it. Yeah, Do you know what I mean? True. Like I honestly, I'm not even joking you. Before we started this podcast, I called. I'm gonna call her. <laughs> Christy is a mentor for me she's 15 years older than I am but really she's my spirit guide right mm. I mean I was like I I texted her and I was like hey I need to run something past you because I was scared about something and frustrated because I do think when you're scared and you become paralyzed by that thought I do think the for me the next emotion is that loop starts a frustration mm -hmm. right so she was actually on a plane to go see Adele in concert for her birthday, which was kind of awesome. That's amazing. It was amazing. <laughs> but, you know, she her she's like in the grandkids part of life. Like she's yeah. earned it. Right. Right. And she's earned all the things. She's retired. Right. She's like, you know, worked. She's had kids like the whole all the things. She's done it. She's done it. And she was like, don't be scared. Yeah. Don't, don't be frustrated. Don't don't. So I having somebody. Is helpful. So maybe this podcast can be that for some people. If you don't have that person, maybe we can help. That's true. Well, or at least know that I'm I'm scared, I guess. Maybe I'm not scared. Maybe I'm just – maybe it's just that like anticipation, right? Like doing something that I wanted to do for a long time or, um, you know, as it relates to the podcast or just thinking about like kids and family and work and um, like how I can move from that place of – fear or of apprehension to like gratitude or like just excitement, you know? Um, well, here's I, a question because we named this podcast together. We named the series for this, th these episodes, we named the, the overall theme mm -hmm. using your out loud voice, right? Yeah. So my question is, were, is that what really scared you was publishing and being worried that you utilized your voice and what people would think? Oh, maybe. You know, I think probably a little bit of that. Um, you know, I think there's something about we share well, we talked a little bit about it last week about the idea of like being vulnerable, you know, like yeah. really sharing some of the hard stuff. Like that was the hope of being able to have some of these conversations with you out loud is 
because I know, I mean, you're, we're not quite 15 years apart. Like you were mentioning about your friend, but we're kind of close. Like you're my, you're not going to any cool concerts yet, but like you've, you know, (laughs) actually you do, you do go to cool concerts. I should say we covered that last week. Um, but you know, you're just a, you're just a far enough down the road where you've experienced some of the things that I'm going through now with like little kids and, um, you know, my third, like late thirties, um, that maybe that's part of it is the idea that I get to like do some of this stuff out loud and the vulnerability of sharing some of like that real life stuff that make makes me feel, oh no, like nervous about sharing it, even though I want to do it. And that that's so bogus. It is bogus. And I, I don't know. I think <laughs> it's part of the fabric of just um, all the things, all the things you just mentioned and And, um, you know, like we all, I don't know about you, but I have this like perfect, like I'm going to sit in contemplation and I am going to like, I am going to like find my deepest, it never happened. Like you have moments of it, right. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And you have moments of clarity and you have moments of like that, but like life is just like it, it unfolds, it's busy, things happen and you want to be a participant in life. So like, you know, you get, you get derailed. It's, it's what happens. And when you love people like hard and strong and, and you show up and showing up for people you love is messy. Right. Mm, mm-hmm. And we think it's going to be like, I, I always thought it'd be like this perfect, like I'm sitting on a yoga cushion and I'm like <laughs> contemplated my deepest, like, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's not, it's just not, it's usually like, it's really the opposite of that, to be honest. Right. I mean, are you sitting on a yoga cushion now? No, I'm sitting on a dog bed. See? <laughs> I mean, I guess it's kind of, I guess it's kind of a yoga cushion, but I'm going to be covered in dog hair when I get up. Right. Um, no, <laughs> no. So that is the truth of it, right? Right. Um, okay. So I have a question for you. Ask me. Here it goes. Hmm. Um, if you were to fail... If you're whatever version of what you're feeling would be, right? Mm-hmm. Would you, would if, if your kid says to you, I don't want to try out for soccer, I'm afraid I won't make the team. What would your advice be knowing he really may not make it? What would your advice be? Do it anyway. So right? why don't we give ourselves the same mm-hmm. permission? Mm-hmm. Well, there's something there. Like you were talking about that, like, I love your perspective on what that feels like for you when you are getting ready to face, you know, a new situation, whether it's soccer tryouts or uh, a new job or, you know, having a conversation with a friend, whatever it looks like, and you're scared or you're, you're anxious or whatever, like, how have you worked through that? And what's the result been? Um, you know, I think I, I don't even know when this happened. Um, I mean, it was in my forties, right? So when you get to start to really surround yourself with the people you choose to surround yourself with, and it's not like you don't love the school stuff. I loved all of it. I did all of it. I loved it. Mm. I did. But once that time frees up a little bit and you are not thrown in with parents because of circumstances regarding your kids and you can actually like have more time to yourself. I think a lot of it has to do with time, Mm. like having the time that you're not so panicked. I don't have any time. 
right? Mm -hmm. And when you have the time and you can fill the time with, with people that fill you up, I mean, it's kind of self-serving. It's like volunteering, you know, like <laughs> you think that you're volunteering to help a cause, but really you're the one getting back the gift. Right. Mm -hmm. And, and you feel great about it. And then like, you know, you want to keep doing it, but it's the same with <clears throat> carving out the time with the people that fill you up in the energy. Um, and you know, last night we went to a comedy improv show with two good friends of ours. Fun. We needed a laugh. Yeah, you know, we had both had things happen in our lives the last couple of months. And I called up somebody that I know who's up for it. And I was like, I don't know about you, girl, but I need a laugh. And she's <laughs> right. like, well, yeah. So we we dragged our husbands out on a Thursday night, a school work night. And we went to this improv show. And I, the only thing I was looking for was a glass of champs, a really great appetizer. And if I, I said if I got two laughs from it, I'd be happy. Sure. Right. That was my expectation. But what did I ended up discovering <clears throat> that I never even contemplated when I bought the tickets was how vulnerable you have to be to be somebody who does comedy improv. Oh my gosh. Right. So, you know, there are all these things that somebody who, who will throw at you and on your feet in front of an audience of lots of people, you have to think up of a, a way not only to be funny, and make people laugh. But the only way I decided last night that they're able to really do that is to be vulnerable and to make a complete horse's ass out of themselves. And mm. it works. <laughs> and so they I probably were have, really funny. Yeah. I mean, I guess my answer to your question is show up, be yourself, be vulnerable. And, you know, if you make an ass out of yourself, you know what? Laugh it off. Right. Well, you, the question you just asked, I was thinking about too, you know, about like if, a, if my kid was going to try out for the soccer team and had the fear of not making it so he wouldn't do it, you know, um, there's something about like information and knowledge that's like so powerful. Like, so, okay. So you go out, you try it for the soccer team, you either do really, really well and you make the team and you make a whole bunch of friends or you, you might not think that it's for you. Like you might, you, you might get into it and be like, well, I don't really actually like soccer, you know? Right. Um, so there's some good information to have, or you don't make it and you're devastated. I mean, I had that, I remember in seventh, from sixth grade to seventh grade, I tried out for like the middle school cheerleading squad and totally didn't make it right. <clears throat> like you had to have your round off back handspring. I like could maybe do a back handspring with like, uh, I don't know why this memory just popped into my head, by the way. I haven't thought about this in, you know, 20 some years. But I remember being like so devastated. Um, and I was scared to go to like audition, like to that tryout and stuff. Um, but then it's like good information to have because then I was able, I, you know, I didn't do the cheerleading thing, but then I was given the opportunity um, to meet new people through all of that. So I met some new friends. Like, so I think hindsight's always 2020, right? Yeah, but fear of rejection. Fear right. Being rejected. Like you don't make, is it really failure? Not really. No. I mean, cause the truth is, you know, may, you don't want to do it anyway. Maybe you're not, it's not your thing or right. like, you know, but it's, so it's not like, it's not like it's failure. Like you said, you figured out the information. It wasn't for you. Right. Right. But it's the fear of rejection. Um, mm -hmm. I, somebody, I thought I was good enough 
I tried and somebody decided I wasn't. Well, guess what? I didn't want that. So why? Mm -hmm. But I really do think there's something powerful by being able to go back and laugh at yourself. Mm -hmm. And if other people are laughing, not if you're laughing, they're not laughing at you. They're laughing with you. Mm -hmm. Well, I thought, well, that's hilarious. I just totally botched that up. You know what I mean? Right. But I, I do think it goes back to being like your true, authentic, vulnerable self, showing up and being vulnerable. And, and the people who relate to that immediately gravitate toward it. And those who want to judge it, you didn't want them anyway. Yeah. That's tough though, right? As like a kid, as like a kid and in middle school and high school, like you think about that and you're like, well, shoot, because it's not, it's not, you're not, it's not super popular to be like the the kid who wears the emotion on their sleeve, you know, because there's like a lot of fitting in that has to happen when you're in school. I was just thinking yes. about like my kids and stuff. Mm-hmm. So like, how do we, you know, I think about that a lot. Like, how do we you know, like encourage that vulnerability, that authenticity in our kid, my kids, like my kids are young still like 10 and four, two, uh-huh. four year olds, you know, uh-huh. we're just encouraging like good bathroom behavior still, <laughs> you know, yeah. but like that comes with it. Like, you know, in fact, actually, over the break, over the holiday break, we had to get the kids out of the house. I had taken off all this work, time for work, and you know, because I thought like I'll do all these really fun activities with my kids, and I just found myself like exhausted every morning. Uh-huh. You know, uh-huh. um, but we took our kids uh, rock climbing, like at one of those indoor Ooh, rock that's climbing awesome. places. That's such a great, yeah, totally. Yeah, I'm like they'll like burn some energy. My mom was like a super good sport, and she came. And, like, actually really rocked it. And both of us ended up climbing up this, like, huge wall. My kids thought we were, like, such awesome like, people. we did it. Mm-hmm. You're taking like, your man, flag the ba- top of the rock wall. Right. right. Oh, yeah. Like, <laughs> mom is so cool. Um, but my son, so my 10-year-old, he, it, he approaches life cautiously, you know. And he got there and he looked at that like, I am not doing – like, no way. No. I'm not doing that. That's not something I'm interested in doing. I am scared. I don't like heights. This looks awful. It's cold in here. Like, can I go home and play video games? And uh, this conversation reminded me of that because he had said that. He's like, Mom, I'm scared. I don't want to do this. And I said, well, just to what you just asked me earlier, I used that. I said, well, just try. Just try because then you'll know. You'll know if you don't like it or not. So do it Do it scared. These are all of the things that are in place. You're not going to uh-huh. get hurt. You know, uh-huh. we've, we've taken all of the little test things. And he ended up loving it. Um, but, I mean, he wasn't, uh-huh. like, super aha like me where I was like, you know, do it scared. Anyway, I'm so proud of you. And he looked at me like, cool, mom. You know, <laughs> now can we oh, go home? So that is a real thing. Um, don't want to go. Glad I went. Yeah. So, I mean, that is a temperament, right? Mm-hmm. And then, so I haven't figured out what that is because I do have a family member that is that way. Like, oh, oh, like it's a painful process, but then they're the first one. That was awesome. Mm-hmm. Right. But so I, does that change? I'm sorry. Does, no. say, does that change like no. the behavior moving forward where they're like, oh, I, now I know. No, 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 no. You have to change how you react to it. Ah, no, I think it's a temperament. I think it's a type of person, a wiring. I think it's a... Um, I, that's why I think I think it that's what it is. And I have learned over time not to not to take it personally, but but to encourage. And like you said, we are safe. We've done all the safety things. You have a harness. You see how we were, you know, we went through training, like all the things like just give it a try. 
And I think it's trial and error. I think that I think kids do figure those kind of kids who are wired like that. And I have a kiddo like that too. Um, they start to, as they mature, they start to realize, you know, I know I'm probably not, but I'm going to trust that I typically like it after I do it. So I'm going to give it a whirl. You know what I mean? Right. Well, then um, the next time, I mean, that's what my son said when we left. He's like, actually, I'm not. because I did, because I did it and I saw that you did it and Nana did it. And Mm -hmm. my two, you know, the other thing is, is the the twins who are four years old, they did it, you Mm -hmm. know? So he said, this actually was fun. So again, like knowledge, like now I know, now I know that I like it. And so now I'm not as afraid, like I still might be afraid of heights, but I know that there are things in place that are to help me. So I don't fall. Like, so I wonder if it's like knowledge that helps the whole being scared thing. Knowledge, I think that's a big component, you know. Um, I don't know. I I don't really know the answer to that. I think that um I am I am I am perplexed and drawn toward fearless people doing mm-hmm. ordinary things. Right. Ooh, I like that. Yeah. I, I'm drawn to the fact that you are free. Like last night I was watching these four, you know, improv young adults and I was like god you guys are so free up there they could have cared less if anybody was in the audience anyway they were having Mm -hmm. the time of their lives right but and I thought you know don't we all just want to get to whatever that stage is in life you know and that's a metaphor like it's not like I'm not I'm not equating life to a state but whatever that thing is in life that you want to be seen for right Mm -hmm. that you want to be heard for and you want to be free while you're doing it, right? Mm-hmm. And, you know, I know, like, we've all we established in episode one that, like, I'm a huge John Mayer fan. And I was telling my <laughs> youngest daughter that. And she's like, well, that's totally true. I was like, I, I, I mean, do you think it's weird, though? And she's like, no, it's totally accurate. Like, I think <laughs> it's getting validation like, from her. She's like, I did. I was excited. You know, she was my 16-year-old. And she's like, I've never known you to cook anything that tastes good if you're not listening to John Mayer music. That tastes good. Don't ever good. try to cook <laughs> without John Mayer, mom. That's, that's amazing. Fair. I don't know why. Okay. So anyway, all that being said, I heard him speak on a podcast um, recently that he did around Christmas time. And he said when he gets up on stage, he doesn't feed off the energy of the clapping and the people yelling his name. He really, you know, feeds off of getting lost in his music and, and, but he wants people to enjoy it because they've taken their time and money and, and resources to come listen to it. So there's an obligation that he wants to do well, but that's not what drives him. What, what feeds him as a musician is really being present and, and doing that thing that makes him feel free. Mm. Right. There's like a sense. Yeah. There's a sense of like presence and of him. He's doing it for him. Right. So I'm scared. You're not going to like this song. I'm scared. You're going to be disappointed. I'm scared. You're going to, I mean, I'm using the word spirit. He may not, but that's what I took from it. I worried, anxious, wondering, thinking about consumed, you know, whatever the word is with, are you going to like what I'm doing? Um, but I just want to get to the point where I get to in the zone where I feel free. And I think that, you know, as, as people and humans and people that want to have meaningful lives, we just want to be seen and heard for the things that we want to do that make us feel free. Yeah. 
When you were talking, actually, I was just thinking back to what I shared at the beginning of this of like being afraid or whatever. And I think that I just had like a bit of an aha. Like, like there might be something about being so worried about like external focus, right? What other people think, how other people are going to react. Uh, When really, I think what you're saying is like, quiet that noise down because it doesn't really matter. Um, And that's real important to think about who you surround yourself with. Um, You know, that at the end of the day, I think some of the fear sometimes, I was thinking about what drive, like what drives fear, Mm -hmm. you know? And for me, I think sometimes it could be the worry of other people's perception of stuff, which I have to work on. I'm like working on that on a daily basis Um, or of feeling like I might not be successful based on someone else setting a metric for me of what success looks yeah, like. Yeah, I mean, so like, what's that definition of success? I mean, right. that's like so like subjective, you know? Right. So right. let me ask you this. You just sharing what you did and being like super transparent about it, which I love and thankful for. What's your <laughs> definition of success? Yeah, see, I mean, that's tough because there, there's a bunch of different variations of that that I think I've experienced over the last, you know, decade or so. I'm like later into my 30s now. Um, You know, I think for me, success is like pursuing, like just in general in life. Like there's certainly success at work and that sort of thing because I can measure that based on projects I have and deadlines and that sort of thing. But I think really – Um, there's something to be said about um, just this like continual pursuit of like on truth and honesty. Like I feel like a successful day for me is when I've shown up for other people, when I've held space for myself to, you know, be, you know, and have like a moment of quiet Um, and to be able to reflect on the day and say like, I think I was pretty honest throughout the day, whether it was me saying, you know, saying sorry if I needed to say sorry, congratulating someone, like building other people up, like that feels pretty like like success of just this, you know, life that feels, I don't know, like a little more gentle. I think we talked about that last week. Uh-huh. Um, what about you? That was like real deep. That was that was like deep. <laughs> I love it though. Like Friday deep, man. Right. You know, I love it. Um, I just want to be authentic. I just want to be the truest version of myself. I want to walk the walk and talk the talk. Mm. And I, I, I'm a firm believer that people will remember what you do until your funeral's over Mm. and then they're all good on their phones and stuff, you know, and then yeah, life (laughs) goes on. And like, I, I, I'm a firm believer that what stays with people is how you make people feel. Sure. And I'm a firm believer on, um, you know, in order to have authentic relationships, you have to be authentic with yourself first. Mm-hmm. And then people who who are guided by the same moral compass recognize that. And and you get to the the meat of life faster with those people because you don't have to go through all the, the BS. Yeah. You just go right. straight to it. It's like it's like me calling Christy and I was like, hey. I have two questions. Can you help me figure these out? And what's all that noise in the background? Right. Where are you? And she's right. like, well, I'm actually on a plane right now, but hit me. Yeah, you know? right. But and I have I, five minutes before I, they come right, and take my phone away. Shut the doors. 
you know, and, but it wasn't the other part of that is, is being happy for people recognizing their journey. You know, I could have very easily been like, well, must be nice girl. I'm stuck here doing the same old BS and you're headed to see Adele in Vegas. No, I was like, I am so happy for you. Good for you. Right. Well, there's something huge about that. I think, I think I've seen where, you know, there's all that stuff that goes around on social media about building up, building each other up, but there's something there. Like it is so much easier for me to be, to like choose kindness and excitement for other people than to like put them down, you know, yes, but you or have to be, to, you have yeah. to genuinely feel it for them to know that it's authentic. Right. You know what I mean? Like you can't just say, oh, I'm happy for you. Like you have to genuinely be happy for them. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I I think that makes you get faster. Like you get deeper, faster with people because of it versus playing this. Like, so what are you guys doing this weekend? Right. Um, Right. Oh my God. Like we have the most amazing reservation. Like if you start talking to me like that, like (laughs) I immediately, like I can tell by just how you approach me, if I am going to spend the next 30 seconds. And that might be shallow. You may say that's terrible. Like, but I, I equate, I don't know why I equate like authenticity with just how you approach me with a greeting. Do you know what right, I mean? Right. They're like, like, so I had somebody the other day who I've known forever and eh, we've two different paths in life, but you still like are cordial and kind to people. Right. Mm-hmm. So I had bumped into her and I was like, Hey, how are you? Happy new year. And she put her finger up in my face and was on her phone. And she was like, I'm sorry. I'm, I am in the middle of something right now. <laughs> and I literally kind of walked away. Like I yeah. just was like, okay, you know what I mean? Right. And I wasn't rude. I wasn't like judgment. I just was like, why, 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 <laughs> why waste our time? Right. Still was kind, you know, but like, I think you just get to that point where you're like, you're on a different journey. You're on a different path. And so am I. And that's okay. Like, that's totally okay. Well, like what I hear there, which I have loved, I have just become aware. I mean, this has been around for a while. It's not new, but I feel like I've just become aware of the fact that I, I can make choices. Like I can make a choice to be in relationship or friendship with people. I can also make a choice you know, to, if, if something feels like what you were just sharing, like, I don't, I don't need to, to extend myself beyond certain things. Right. And I think some of that comes into play just as you get older. And maybe that's how some of this all, you know, ties up of like thinking about, because what I'm hearing is there's like a sense of confidence. There's a sense of pursuit of like authenticity. There's, there's a there's the idea of like surrounding yourself with people who you want to you know like you were saying that are older than you or younger than you who you want a little bit of kind of what how their life's going um the all of those things when i think about that like make me feel less anxious or afraid of doing whatever it is that i need to do i yes and i love that i mean and and you know i think that <clears throat> The secret sauce to life is there are lots of different secret sauces. It's whichever one tastes best and most authentic to you. Mm-hmm. So it's which, you know, and you made this analogy with, you know, kids stuff. I don't even know if I even asked my kids if they like soccer. I think they had to come to me and be like, I don't like soccer. 
you know, and our youngest one did come to us and was like, I know the girls played soccer while they were growing up. I don't like it. And we're like, okay, Mm -hmm. you know, but I don't know if I went to my first daughter and was like, do you actually like soccer? Yeah. Like ask the question. Yeah. It's your first kid. I don't know. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, she's 23 now. She has a job. She's successful. It didn't like hurt her. I don't think. Right. Right. Um, And, and, you know, going, you know, kind of touching on the whole successful thing. You know, I think that changes too. like your what you want for your kids. You know, you have to decide what are those what are those benchmarks that you find? Like we always wanted our kids to be kind. Well, of course, you want them to flush the toilet and be kind. Right. Right. So there are lots of like there are lots of like training Mm -hmm. lessons along the way. But the overall arching theme is you want to be a human that can support themselves and whatever that is pursuing the love of whatever you do. Right. Mm -hmm. And nobody wants to live in their parents basement and no parent wants their kid to live in their basement forever. Right. Mm -hmm. And we want them to be happy. Don't you really just want your kids to be happy? Yes. Like at the I mean, end of yes. the day, don't you just want them to be happy? Right. So why don't we ask ourselves the same question? I know. Like, I know. That's true. Want to be happy? Well, and here's the thing. You meant you just mentioned like yes, happiness for sure. I think that the 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 idea of just even asking the question, like why? Right? Like, why do you want to do you want to play soccer? You know, like the same idea for like, but like change that question into something that that you would experience. Like, do you want to be a part of that committee? Do you want to volunteer? Do you want to work here? Do you, you know, like to allow space, I think, for us to be able to be like curious about the decisions and the choices that we get to make as women. You know, I think that's kind of cool too. And maybe for me, some of that, um, you know, again, we, I kind of started with the whole idea of like knowledge feels, le- you know, and the more knowledge I gain, the less scared I become or whatever. Like, I think that it starts with that question. Like, are we stopping to ask? Like, are we stopping to ask? Like, are you, are you happy doing this? Are you okay? Are you, you know, do you need, do you need perspective? Like, I think that's part of some of this too, right? It absolutely is. It absolutely is stopping to reevaluate, ask the question, being having the courage to pivot if you're not. Mm -hmm. And like you said, change your perspective. I'm a huge person. I mean, that's why I went last night. You know, I need, I needed a laugh, man, you know, like, you know, being a caretaker for somebody who is, you know, like my mom who I adore and I love with all my heart and I put all my heart into it, but I also needed an escape and I needed a laugh. right? Right. But changing your perspective, um, And, you know, we're talking about that, like on so many levels, but it can be as simple as, you know, it can be as simple as going to a museum, going to the library, going to see a movie, going Mm -hmm. to see a comedy, you know, and you can go super deep with it too. But sometimes it just needs to be a shift in perspective to help you get out of that mindset of, you know, what am I doing? Mm -hmm. What am I doing? What am I doing? Right. Totally. I find too that perspective comes uh, when I am talking to another human being. Like I can't get perspective by myself, right? So usually if I start to feel afraid or if I start to feel apprehensive about something, that usually is a pretty good sign that I need to bring in someone else to spot check me, you know, and say, 
okay, let's go to a comedy show and, you know, get out of our heads this way or let's go do this. And so I think that's a huge piece of that. Like for me, perspective comes uh, with someone else's brain. <laughs> yes. And, you know, I, I agree with that. You, well, you have to have the checks and balances. You can't do it in a vacuum. It's lonely. Sure. If you're yeah. going to do it by yourself, it's very, very lonely. Right. So, you, you know, you have to, you have to create those opportunities and those relationships and those connections so that, you know, you can call a friend as the, uh, as the door shutting on an airplane and, uh, uh, you know, you can get right to it, you know, okay. Right. Like, you, and those are trusted relationships that are built over time. Right. And, yep. and, um, investing in, in people that you care about and showing up for them and, and vice versa. And if somebody's not showing up for you and you're doing all the work, evaluate why, mm-hmm. like, why, why am I, why am I the one that's doing all the work? Why am I trying to save this relationship, you know, um, you know, I, I had a friend, actually my high school, um, best friend, who's still one of my dearest friends in this world. I mean, we, she lives in North Carolina. I live in Indiana. We talk all, all the time. Right. Mm-hmm. And Jen, we were, I was, I was trying to hold on to this relationship that I had been doing all the work work for. <laughs> and I called her. I was like, I just don't understand why, what it is about me that I just can't let this go. And she was like, Mary Susan, are you really missing out? Like, oh. what are you missing out on? Like, right. Right. And I was like, I, I don't, I'm anxious. I'm stressed. I'm tired. I'm like, I don't know, but I guess it goes back to that. Am I failing? Am I, mm-hmm. am I not doing enough? Am I not, have I not tried hard enough? And I am really guilty of going so hard that I feel it almost to the point where I'm in crisis. So I know that I've done everything to my capacity, but I <laughs> right. put myself in a, in a, in a terrible position. Does that make mm-hmm. sense? Yeah. Have you ever experienced that? Oh yeah. Like it's self, it's almost like self-sabotage a bit. Like you get yourself all the way to the, it's like, you know, when the people talk about like, I'm hanging on the edge of the cliff. Like, no, I willingly put myself out there. Yes. You know, there are signs. Yeah, there were signs, yeah, like, there were signs like, please turn around, please slow down. Danger, you know, I think there's road t- closed. Right. <laughs> nope, nope, nope. Nope. You know, I think that we should talk about that. Like the idea of like, um, of like that self care, you know, of like, when do you stop? When do you reach out for help? Like, you know, I think those things, aside from like all of the self care things that people always talk about all the time, you know, I think this, the, there's something to that, you know, about like being in, relationship with other people and them help it, you know, leaning on other people, I think is, uh, is really important. Cause I know I've gotten myself what you said, like worked it to the very end where I'm like, stand teetering on the edge. And I'm like, how did I get here? Oh, I walked here, you know? Oh, not yes. Like you ignored all the signs. Yeah. Your car ran out of gas. Yep. You got out of your car. You yeah. have no water with you. You're in the desert. You actually Ugh. move the barricade yep. to get to the other side. Like there were signs. Right. And but like, you know what? Usually for me, what gets it's like pride got in the way. Like I can totally handle this. You know, I mean, all of the things, the human condition. But I think if I have I have found so much relief in being able to say the things out loud, you know, like when we talked about at the very beginning of this, like, 
And that helps because it, it's, it does, it's, it, I, it's a sign that I get to read and be like, I should probably slow down or turn around and find a different path, you know? Exactly. And if you're unsure of the sign, call somebody like you're talking about and be oh, yeah. like, I, I'm like, I'm ignoring the signs. Right. And they're like, uh, yeah, you're totally ignoring. Yeah. The signs. Right. I, mean, I, I always feel if I can start out a, a conversation and this is not how I go about my, my like normal daily life, but we're talking about these extreme circumstances that you're like what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. Right. If I can call a person that I have an authentic relationship with that I trust and I can start the conversation with, give it to me straight. Hmm give it to me straight. I right. want it. And I know that they will, that I, know, I know that that is a valued relationship that is going to help me figure serious stuff out. Right. Well, and I mean, to like tie it up on a pretty bow, you probably would have come to that conversation out of like fear or uncertainty of being like, I need, I need help. Right. I need, I need to spot check. And so the, you're seeking for your example, I think you're seeking information. Like you're seeking like validation or someone else to give you perspective. And then at the end of that, what's the result? You probably feel a little less scared. I don't know. Maybe you feel more scared, but at least you know. Yeah, I know all the scenarios. It is information that right. and it, it's it's talking through all the scenarios of I'm scared because I don't know what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Can you help me walk through, you know, the likelihood of this, this, and this? And look, this is like to the simplest form. Like this is to the, we can talk, take this to the deepest level or we can talk, take this just like to the simplest level too. Like I was talking to somebody earlier today who was like, you know, my kid um, basically eats nothing. Mm. Like, how do I get my kid? Do you remember? And I was like, that's weird. Cause my 82 year old mom basically eats nothing. Right. <laughs> right. So I was right back to being worried about the same thing that this mm-hmm. young mother is. Right. Yep. So, I mean, we're all in the same boat. We're all scared. And I, you know, I'm going to end this with life is messy. Be scared. Do it anyway. And, and, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> wrapping it up with a little John Mayer. Is, <laughs> How do you do it every time? I don't know. I didn't, he's really a part of like my, my, I think he's a part of like my healing process, but yeah. all that being saying, I really resonated Um, you know, we all want to be free. We all Mm want to do whatever that thing is that you feel like yourself, you feel like your authentic self and, and be, feel free while being vulnerable doing it. And that's what this episode, we hope that it helped with like, be scared, do it anyway. And we're going to continue on this path with our next episode and in the spirit in, in, in the, um, in the, you know, open hope that using your outlined vo- using your outlined voice matters. Yeah. Well, and like to how you started it, that being, you know, being scared and doing it anyway, for me, uh, doing it with someone else make, already makes it not scary at all, you know? And so the idea of not doing it by yourself, you know, doing it, life, potty training, feeding your kids, whatever that is, you know, that flushing the toilet, flushing the toilet. I mean, <laughs> flushing the toilet okay. at our house. I, I mean, I can't get my husband. I mean, like, so I don't yeah. think that ever. Gets I get it. Right. I, but, but seriously, the, you know, that, that's, 
the best part about this that I'm continuing to be surprised at almost every day is like, oh my God, I don't have to do this by myself. And like, I'm not the only one that is experiencing this. Okay. So that just provides, it's not scary anymore because it's real, you know? And so I think that there's something to do in that. I love doing it out loud with you here. That's pretty fun. That is the best. And we hope everybody enjoys it. I love doing uh, this podcast with you, Natty. Super grateful for um, all your input. And we're grateful for everybody who listens, subscribes, find us mm-hmm. on Instagram um, and share the podcast. Tell your friends, tell your families. If it resonates, um, we're happy about that. That's that's the whole point of it all. Um, so until next time, anything else to sign off with, Natty? No, this has been awesome. I think um, like Mary Susan, like you just said, Follow M19 on Instagram. Usually it's just full of silly antics of my children, but hey, we're trying to keep it real over here. You know, I love that. And until <laughs> next time, we're, we just want everybody to be, you know, be brave, be kind and be yourself. That's what it comes down to. So have a great weekend, everybody. We'll see you next Friday.